Hello, everyone. Welcome to a brand new season of She Loves Herself, the podcast. We are on season seven, and this is a brand new season with a brand new look and feel. So, of course, it is still the She Loves Herself podcast. It is still about self-love and empowerment. But this season, we are focusing on grief and loss. And my intention with this is to support anyone that is navigating grief or loss in their life right now. We are on the lead up to Christmas. We are working our way through Christmas. And whilst Christmas can feel so joyous and special for so many people, it is also a time where so many people reflect on loss and death and um, grieving. And I created this because I too am going through loss right now. Um, We lost my amazing mum three months ago. And this is a real process that I have been working through for, you know, many, many years. But actually, since she passed away, I have been working through the loss of having her not here anymore and what that looks and feels like. So I want to support as many people in this space. So um, in this season, we are joined by so many incredible guests who are here to share their stories share their wisdom and their insights and support for you, the listener. I will also be continuing to do the Monday episodes. These are solo episodes, but every Friday I am joined by a brilliant guest. So please enjoy this season. It maybe doesn't resonate with you right now, but it's maybe something that you may revisit in the future. And if you do feel like it will benefit someone, please don't forget to share this because it may just be the thing that someone really needs to hear right now. Thank you so much and enjoy season seven. She Loves Herself with Jill Ritchie, showing you how to embrace vulnerability and unearth your power within. Hi, welcome back to a very, very special series of She Loves Herself, the podcast. As I sit down to start recording, immediately I am reminded of the last time that I was recording for the podcast which was a few months ago um, and it was before the death of my mum and I feel like even though that was only three months ago, I have lived three lifetimes in that short space of time. I feel deeply that since the passing of my mum I am not the same as I was then I'm still me of course I'm still me in my physical form what I mean by that is who I am being now and Navigating something so big in my life has truly changed me. It's truly changed my capacity to open up my heart. It has changed my ability 
to connect with myself on the deepest, deepest level that I have ever experienced. It has changed my outlook on life in general and also my business. It's allowed me to work with parts of me that have, I was going to say been hidden. I I guess I, I was going to say, then I was going to say I didn't know they existed. I, I always knew they were there, but I couldn't get to those parts of myself. For over five years, I have been really working deeply on my own healing and my own journey back to authenticity, working on all of the layers and layers and masks and programs that as a human being I have identified with and attached myself to. Some I've been very aware of, others I have not been aware of, and it has been very, very deep in the subconscious mind. But through the death of my mum, it has been the most challenging time of my life but in the same token it has allowed me to heal that part of me that I couldn't get to no matter how many coaches I worked with no matter how much money I invested no matter how much I willingly and wanted to go there I could only get to a certain level which for many people is very very deep For me, it's very deep. I don't recognise parts of who I am now to where I was five years ago, 10 years ago, 15 years ago. And actually, I don't believe that I would have had the capacity to deal with what I've dealt with um, in the last three months, five years ago, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, because I didn't know what I know now. And my nervous system would never have been able to deal with what I dealt with when I took myself away to Bali after my mum passed away for three weeks. Um, For those of you who followed my journey, I want to say thank you very much for your support. Um, This was a part of my life that I wanted to share with people. I speak openly about vulnerability and speaking your truth and embracing all sides of yourself. For the last five years of me doing the work that I do, my message has never changed. It's always been the same. Authenticity, empowered vulnerability, healing, I don't think my message will ever change. Um, but it has definitely evolved as I have evolved. I've been very clear as a coach, and I say, you know, whenever you are looking to work with someone, I believe, and this is my opinion, that as a coach in the wellness industry, 
And there's a lot of amazing coaches out there, but you can only take someone, a client, as deep as either you have gone yourself or at least would be willing to go. Okay, and when I say we're willing, you know, a lot of people are willing, but they don't do the work. It's different. You know, sometimes we don't have that capacity to go as deep as we want to go, but we strive to. And I knew with me doing this work, and as always, it's me first. It's putting myself through the work, the deep processes, the healing, um, which allows me to show up as my most authentic self without all of the stories and beliefs that I can't do it. Um, And don't get me wrong, these fears and things, you know, they still come in. But, oh, my God, like what I have learned about fear (laughs) in the past few months It's like it all just landed. It's like it all, I have never faced so much fear in my whole 42 years on planet Earth than I have in the last three months. I honestly at points thought, I I cannot, I cannot do this. I can't, I can't take any more of this. I am, I feel horrendous physically, mentally, emotionally. Um, yet more kept coming. And I believe that I invited that in. I believe that the work that I have done has led me up to the point where my nervous system was open enough to be able to deal with what happened to me in the last few months um, on the deepest level. With me going to Bali, I I shared before that I, I didn't know why I was going, but I knew that I had to be there. It was a calling. It didn't make sense to the mind. It didn't make sense to a lot of people around me. But I just knew intuitively that I needed to be there. And from the minute I arrived, it was disaster after disaster after disaster. Um, And it actually started as soon as I got on the flight. Um, And let me tell you, it was the most beautiful of disasters because it really was an absolute ego death. It was what I would 100% call a dark night of the soul. Now, I know that some of you listening to this will hear people talking about a dark night of the soul And sometimes for social media, things like Instagram and all of that lovely stuff, we hear people jumping on the trend. Oh, that sounds really good. I'm going to, you know, I've I've been through a difficult period in my life. Um, You know, I felt shit for a few days. I did some healing work um, and then it was a dark night of the soul. And I'm just going to like tweet about it or I'm going to hashtag about it. This was not that This was not a little bit of work and I felt shit for a few days. This was basically like letting go and in full surrender of everything that I was attached to. And the ironic thing is I talk about attachment a lot. There is a whole section on this 
in the Empowered Women Authentic Success Programme, this was, um, wow, this was me letting go of attachments to things I didn't even realise I was attached to. That feeling of being willing to lose it all. I remember journaling one day. And as I was journaling, it's like my higher self comes in when I'm journaling. And it's like I'm speaking to myself as a third person. And I remember writing, be willing to let it all go. Be willing to lose everything. And I I read, read it back and I was like, wow, like what, what is this? What's happening here? And that's exactly what happened. It felt like I lost everything. I had you know, that fear on my knees in a room, couldn't leave the room for three days, couldn't eat. I got sick. Um, I literally hardly a thing for two weeks. It was just, there was no distraction, even food, you know, nothing felt good. Everything felt painful. Everything felt sad and fear and all of the shadows, all of the parts of myself that um, I I was really, I guess, holding on to started to dissipate. And um, and grief, it's, a, it's an interesting one because every day, without fail, I cry over my mum not being here. And sometimes it's for a few minutes, sometimes it's just for a minute. Nevertheless, it comes. But it does move through me a lot quicker now. Like it's it moves through and I feel so connected to myself, to my heart, to her to my own intuition. I was reflecting back on journal entries when I was in Bali and a lot of them in the beginning were like, you know, my intention is to really trust myself, like to really trust that the decisions I make are the right decisions. Because I think so, so much of the time we don't trust ourselves like we want to, but there's that doubt that's like, yeah, but you know, what if this is wrong? What if you hurt this person? Or what if you make a mistake and everything just crashes and, you know, it's wrong. You get it wrong. So often we live in the head and we don't really trust the whispers of our soul. But as I read that back this morning, I thought, oh my God, <laughs> for the first time, for the first time, I fully, fully trust myself. And it has taken me to go to Bali to be thrown and catapulted into grief on the deepest level to meet every single part of me that was in the shadows. And I'm talking about shame. I'm talking about shame from when I was 17 years old, 18 years old, about something that I should never feel shame about. 
I didn't even realize I felt shame about this one thing. And here it was when I was in Bali in my deep, dark process, it was coming to meet me. And it was showing me every single piece of shadow, piece of dark that was hidden. And I mean hidden, like, honestly, if you had asked me if I had felt that or I even knew it was there, and I've done a shitload of work on myself, it absolutely shocked me to my core when I was met with shame. Um, And I really do believe when someone around us that we really love passes and leaves, you know, leaves their human form and, and, and death happens, that we almost go through well, I was going to say we almost go through this, but actually it's a real opportunity if we want it to be, to go through a rebirth and really heal all of our wounds, our struggle, our shadow. Um, It is not for the faint-hearted. And for me saying this to you, it's not that I'm suggesting that everyone goes and does what I did. I am absolutely not. And I think if you are thinking, do you know what, I'm going to do what she did, please get some advice on it because I had done a lot of work. My nervous system um, had been through a lot of work over the last five years. So my capacity to cope with what I did when I went to Bali is very different from everyone else's and everyone is on their own journey Um, But what I do know is like pushing grief away, trying to ignore it, trying to bury it, trying to distract ourselves with, you know, with alcohol, with food, with drugs, with sex, with TV, all of the stuff that is a space for distraction. And sometimes we just want to numb out. We just want to zone out. But do not make that your go to thing because it never leaves you. It really doesn't. And me going to Bali, I definitely um, so many times wanted to come home. Um, the emotions that I felt, the fear that I felt, the shame that I felt, the pain that I felt, everything that came to meet me um, was really painful. Um, but it was beautiful. It was perfect. And I was ready for it. Um, if I'd gone to Bali and I met loads of friends and was out having fun all the time, it's just like a holiday, right? Um, it's a distraction. There was nothing to distract me there. Like, there was no distractions. Um, everything that I tried to do that was a bit of a distraction, even like a retreat, taking myself on a retreat, that got cancelled. The day I was supposed to start a five-day retreat, it got cancelled. So clearly I wasn't supposed to be on that retreat. I was, my mission and my journey was that I had to come back to myself and I had to work through this alone without the attachment of anyone. Um, And it was almost my invitation for a rebirth of my own. 
Um, it, it was my biggest invitation to heal. Um, I'm still in it and I have let go of so much. Like I've let go of so much business, so much income, so many opportunities that have been presented to me. I've had opportunities to be um, on TV, to appear in magazines, radio, so many things, um, opportunity to work with new clients, all of that. And the, of course, the head's like, oh my God, yeah, do this, do this. And I'm not saying it's a no forever. It was just a no for, for right now, for, for those months and, you know, between now and the end of the year, I am saying no to those things because I truly trust myself now. It doesn't make logical sense that I'm letting go of money. It doesn't make logical sense that I'm saying no to these opportunities, which were the dream for me, like the absolute dream. Anytime I put a vision board together, I put these things on there and here I am saying no to them, it doesn't make logical sense because, of course, there's so many opportunities and growth that can come from that. I don't know why I say no from the mind, but I do know that it feels really right when I drop into my heart. When I drop into my heart, I don't need to know because I just know in my heart and in my soul that being with myself, trusting myself, holding space for myself to grow some more, to integrate. I feel more connected now than I ever have in my life, having let go of everything. And that is non-attachment. That's that willingness to let go, knowing fully and trusting fully that what is for you will come through. Um, and yeah, it's 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 a real journey. Um, the grief process and what I'm creating with this podcast for this season is really special to me. Every season that I do in the podcast is special. But this one is so new. It's so raw. Because here I am recording this episode and we are entering festive, you know, the festive periods. Christmas and everything that comes along with it. Memories that pop up. You know, I I honestly sit sometimes and say, I cannot believe, like my mum's actually not here. I can't believe that she's gone. Now, I know that she is not gone completely. I know that she has changed form. But the human version of me wants her to be here. I miss her. I miss her human touch. I miss her voice. 
I miss the comfort that she always gave me. I miss that love. And of, of course, it's still all around me. I get signs from her all the time. And it's not the same. It's not the same. I'm not going to sit here and say it is because right now it doesn't feel the same. Do I get comfort from the fact that I believe that she's around me and that we are never really gone? Yes, absolutely. But I miss her. I am human. And of course, I'm always working on myself to be more enlightened and to connect more to source. But I am human and I do have feelings. I do have emotions. And grief is an absolute effing killer. It feels like shit. Um, it feels like absolute doctored to lose someone in your life and have no sort of control over that. Yeah. It's been the hardest, hardest few years. And I honestly think what I'm going to talk about in this season is the different sort of ways that we can navigate through grief. But my journey is unique to me. And for you listening, your journey is unique to you. No one can tell you how you should be. And my intention is not to do that. My intention with this podcast is to create a space for anyone navigating grief to come to. You know, this is my story and, you know, I've created space for myself. This works for me. It may not work for you, but maybe by listening to me or one of the most, you know, amazing guests that I have for you guys during this season, maybe you feel inspired. Maybe something lands and you look at grief differently. Maybe you are able to come out of your story that you are in and let go of your attachment to life, your attachment to a person, a story, a situation. No one really talks about death, but it's the only thing that we are guaranteed when we are born is that we're going to die. But no one talks about it. You know, we don't even talk about it, you know, with children and things like that. It's like, oh, they don't need to know. Okay, we don't want to scare our children. But, you know, we, we do want to normalise death because it's, it is normal. Everyone dies. But it's that whisper. It's like no one freaking talks about it. So everyone just keeps all their emotions in, doesn't want to burden anyone, and then sits in their own shit, feeling like absolute crap, feeling overwhelmed, maybe feeling so alone, feeling suffocated, feeling like you can't breathe. And if only we were maybe taught more about death and an attachment to human life, rather than looking at other ways of 
when people pass, what happens then? How can we connect to them? How can we still keep that memory alive in a really healthy, loving, beautiful way? How can we, when someone dies that is really close to us, how can we see that as an invitation for perhaps a real healing opportunity? We could maybe see it as an opportunity to let go of attachments, to let go of all our pain, our shame and everything that we carry with us. We see it as an opportunity and an invitation for a rebirth of our own. How can we keep our hearts open and love when it may feel shattered? How can we do that? And so I for sure have been learning about this and loving parts of this. The biggest, most challenging, painful thing that I've experienced in life, in human life today, has also been the really, a really beautiful opportunity for me to let go of so many things that, that were there that I didn't even realise were there. To have my own rebirth. You know, for those of you who are just listening right behind me, I've created these gorgeous butterfly wings on my wall. And it's a real representation of my mum and of death, right? The caterpillar, the chrysalis, the breaking through and the expansion, the spreading of the wings and who you are born to be, minus all of the attachments, all of the fears, all of the shame and the pain that we carry when we go into that chrysalis and it's almost like a death of the caterpillar, but it's all this, this rebirth of this creature that is so powerful and so beautiful and so expansive. If they didn't go through the period of death, of the caterpillar, they would never, the butterfly would never be the butterfly. And I am creating a space as an opportunity for people to look at different ways of coping with death. Um, it doesn't mean that we don't feel. Of course we feel. You might cry every day for the next five years and that's okay. But how can you still live? How can you invite new opportunities in? How can you start to really lean into your heart and open your heart again to love when it probably feels like the hardest thing to do? You are going to hear from me. You are going to hear from beautiful, incredible guests who are going to share their experience of death. You're going to also hear from experts who have different outlooks and views on death and this is a real invitation to open up your heart and your mind to something different because life doesn't stop for you when someone else dies and it may feel like a part of you is gone. But what about if there's an opportunity for your heart to open up even more 
to something even bigger that is so aligned to you that allows you to fully trust yourself, fully let go of all of your limiting beliefs, all of the bullshit that we carry, some of which isn't even ours, and start to move into something bigger. So for the next 10 weeks, I am supporting you all. And I want to say to you, if you are going through grief right now, um, you are not alone. This time of year can be so difficult for so many people. And this is a safe space. And if you want to reach out, please drop me an email. Um, if you want me to cover anything specific on this podcast that you feel would benefit you or someone else, please drop me an email. Hello at jill-ritchie.com. Thank you so much. And yeah, our first guest will be live very, very soon. And I can't wait. I can't wait to open up the space and support you all. Thank you so much. Have an absolutely beautiful day, guys.